Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. So regular listeners of the program know that any time that I have wanted the skinny on Peach State politics, I've always endeavored to connect with Greg Bluestein. Greg Bluestein is the senior political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It is to Greg we turned often in the midst of the 2020 runoff election when when and everything came down to what was going on in Georgia now he has written a book about that subject i've read it it's terrific political junkies will love it it's called flipped how georgia turned purple and broke the monopoly on republican power and greg joins me now congratulations on the release you know greg something occurred to me as i was reading your book and it's this that When you think about the cast of characters, perhaps there's no other state that has a a political class now as nationally well-known as Georgia. For example, Brian Kemp, Stacey Abrams, Sonny Perdue. 
uh, Kelly Leffler, Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff, Johnny Isaacson, Brad Raffensberger. I could go on and on and on. If, if I were to say to my listeners, and they're a pretty sophisticated lot, give me all the players mm. in California or New York or Texas, more populous states than Georgia, I don't think they could hit so many names. What does that tell us? I mean, look, Brad Raffensperger was hardly known in Georgia until, until <laughs> that phone call uh, in 2020. So now he's a household name nationally. That tells us that Georgia's at the center of the, the national spotlight and will continue to be so. And the really fascinating thing about, about writing this book and about this whole process is that all these characters, they're still right in the middle of everything in 2022. Stacey Abrams' rematch with Governor Kemp, David Perdue challenging Kemp from the right, um, Raphael Warnock battling for for another term, this time against Herschel Walker, who was not mentioned in the book, but will be in the next one for sure. And then Bob sure. fighting for his political future against a Donald Trump-backed candidate. So, I mean, the premise of the book is to offer an explanation as to how Georgia underwent this fundamental shift. How does a, a reliably red state now, now end up purple, uh, almost blue? And, and you've got a thesis for that. What's the short version? Well, a couple of reasons, but one is Democrats sort of embraced their authentic core. You know, they didn't try to run as Republican whites. They didn't try to run as NRA Democrats or, 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 you know, they didn't try to appeal to the middle as much as they did in previous election cycles. Instead, they went to their party's base. They, they, they embraced core progressive issues um, and it worked. It fired up the base and it fired up voters who had stayed on the sidelines in midterm elections and presidential elections over past cycles. Um, but also, of course, the Trump factor helped. Um, Trump infighting continues to dog Republicans in Georgia and was a major factor in 2020. We all remember. Um, and also, you know, <clears throat> the, the lies and, and, and mistruths and misinformation about election fraud hampered Republicans to the point where even Senator Kelly Leffler, her campaign, as I write the book, had a voter file called GOP Not Voting with tens of thousands of names of Republicans who were dedicated Republican voters, but were just never going to vote because they felt like the election was already rigged. I mean, I get the arguments and explanation that you offer about political organization and grassroots efforts and coalitions and so forth. But you also have data in the book that tells me that largely... What has happened in Georgia is attributable to race. You correct me if I'm wrong. In 1970, Georgia was three quarters white by 2018, less than half in the two decades Mm -hmm. between 2000 and 2020, 2019, to be more literal, uh, the largest percentage gain increase in any state among black voters was Georgia. Yeah. And look. Part of this, too, was this perception that black voters would instinctively vote for Democrats, whoever the Democrat was on the ballot. And this was the perception that Stacey Abrams and her allies had to fight, um, you know, this this national narrative that, hey, just because there's black voters and just because there's the, the demography is destiny sort of narrative, um, that just because there's a lot, a lot of black voters, they'll instinctively vote. Um, a lot of them had never been messaged before. A lot of them have never been contacted by candidates in any form. Right door to door or through targeted digital messaging um, or through other means or rallies or in person. Um, And so Stacey Abrams and her her allies um, started that effort in 2017 of really stepping up their efforts to 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 meet 
of African-American voters on the ground and to appeal to them with progressive issues that were right up, you know, that they were in their wheelhouse. And in 2020, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff sort of intensified that, which is not an easy task for a young white Jewish guy like John Ossoff to try to appeal to mostly older black voters. But he ended up making more than a dozen TV ads and every single one of them was targeted directly at black voters. So what I'm what I'm hearing Greg Bluestein say is, yeah, there was a major demographic shift in Georgia, but those folks still needed to be reached. Exactly. That is exactly that. You know, that just because you're you're in this could be the message in any state where there's there's giant demographic shifts, uh, an influx of, of new voters, or younger voters, just because you have the sort of seeds of that transformation. You also need the grassroots efforts. You need that organization and you need talented candidates at top of the ticket who can who can harness that that movement, who can harness that new energy and, and effectively direct them to the voting rooms. So in 2018, it's Abrams and Kemp. I guess I should say like a heavyweight prize fight. Abrams Kemp won because now we're in the midst of Abrams Kemp, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. He beats her by 50,000 votes. But that night and thereafter, she refuses to concede. How come? Yeah, she took 10 days um, to end her campaign. She never formally conceded. Um, she felt like the, uh, the there was an unfair system, that it was a system that she wanted to protest. And she obviously ended her campaign. She, she, she'll, she'll still say, hey, I'm not governor. <laughs> so I never I didn't continue my campaign. She acknowledges that she did not win. But she didn't want to um, acknowledge also a system that she felt was unfair um, through Brian Kemp being the secretary of state, which in Georgia means he oversees the election. He never resigned in that role. Um, there was there was issues uh, up and down the ballot in terms of people with long lines, people who felt like uh, local elections officials were too stringently adhering by voting guidelines for exact max signatures and and purging of voters who had moved or who hadn't voted in recent elections. So there's a litany of issues that she felt was weighted against her. And it ended up being the closest election in Georgia in decades. Um, she obviously ended her campaign and started a group called Fair Fight that, sent, that was devoted to changing Georgia election law and fighting um, these, these voter but, laws. But Greg, that, help, that help me understand. In other words, it's not a Trump-like claim that the vote was stolen on Election Day, or is it? It's not. Yeah, she is not saying it was rigged. She was not saying that, you know, there's millions of uncounted votes that 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 suddenly disappeared or that anything, any claims against elections uh, machines or anything like that. Instead, she's just she's she was protesting, in a sense, uh, an election system, uh, election laws that she says were weighted against her because she was running against the Republican who was in control of the election system at the time. Got it. Secretary of State. Um, OK. And I called for him to resign his seat. So 2018, Kemp defeats Abrams by a narrow margin. She she is then the darling of the Georgia Democratic Party. Now comes 2020. Senate opportunity arises two seats the way things would eventually shake out. Um, it seemed from a distance that the natural path was for her to run for one of the Senate seats. But she didn't do it. How come? Yeah, she seriously considered it. Um, but those of us who know her, you know, I've, I've been covering her for, for, geez, more than a decade now, um, knew that she, her path always bent toward the executive. 
know, she wants to be president one day, and she's made no secret of that. Um, and being governor has been the top of her list for a very long time. But she still had to hear out Chuck Schumer and other Democrats who said that not only would she be a U.S. senator if she won, but they'd also kind of put her in this this role as the voting rights champion, as someone who would who would be helping steer voting rights measures. And it was an opportunity she couldn't just turn down immediately. Um, but again. She always felt like just because there was a political office open, it didn't mean that she was lining up for it. You know, that, that she was a round peg that couldn't be fit into a square hole. She she wants to be governor of Georgia. And so when, during that entire sort of saga um, in, in, in 2020 and 20, in 2019, I always knew that she was very, very likely to run for governor and not for U.S. Senate. It would take an amazing, you know, offer from from national Democrats. Well, you also you also tell you also tell the story in Flipped about I mean, I'm really intrigued by Stacey Abrams because I I see her as a national player if she can win the election. And uh, it's frankly from a distance. It's been hard for me to understand how does someone go from from being a state representative I know that she's regarded as leader Abrams, but then I say, wait a minute, what has she really been elected to? The state legislature, does that warrant the kind of outsized attention that that she receives? Therein lies my curiosity to know more about her. Why does she get this level of prominence? So in your book, I was particularly interested in anything that pertained to Stacey Abrams. You tell the story, it's an unpleasant story, about when she's, I guess, in high school and is selected to be honored at the governor's mansion. Tell that story. Yeah, she was the valedictorian of her high school. And as part of that, um, the governor always invites valedictorians, top students, top performing students from, from Georgia high schools to his mansion for a big party. And um, she came from a struggling family. Uh, the car was broken down. So they took the bus to the governor's mansion. Um, and as she's riding up to the governor's mansion in, her, in the bus, she gets off the bus and she's seeing all of her peers, all these other valedictorians and salutatorians getting out of fancy sedans and SUVs. And here her and her family are walking up from the bus stop. And uh, once they got to the gates of the governor's mansion, the security guard initially turned them away. And it was this kind of gut wrenching moment for Stacey Abrams. Um, realizing that here she was at the peak of her achievements at, the, at that moment in high school. This was the, 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 one of her you know, most proudest achievements of getting invited to go see the governor after being one of the top students in her high school. And she was turned away. She felt like she was told she did not belong. And in the end, her parents kind of gave the guard a tongue lashing and made sure that, that she was invited in. But to her, it was the sort of seminal moment, this defining moment of saying, hey, I don't, I was told I don't belong here, and that one day she feels like she'll end up living in that house. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders 
are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I'm not giving it all away for free. This is Greg Bluestein. The book is called Flipped. One more thing, if I may. On January 6th, you've got President Trump, the infamous January 6th date, saying that he was happy the two Republican senators lost because he believed they didn't do enough for him. And as I'm reading your book, I'm saying, well, yeah, but of course, you, President Trump, put them in this untenable position where you were telling people that uh, voting by mail had led to all this fraud in your election. And now when it came time for the Georgia runoff election, you know, people were kind of flummoxed as to whether they should be voting by mail or not voting by mail. 
uh, I thought he brought it all on and that but for Trump, Republicans would have maintained control of the U.S. Senate. Give me 60 seconds on that before I have to say so long. Yeah, we were talking about that on your show at the time, right? We True. were seeing this in yep. real life. We were seeing Republican yep. voters who felt uncomfortable, who, who were feeding into this misinformation about, about mail-in voter fraud, who were not comfortable voting by mail. And we were also covering these rallies. Trump had two rallies in Georgia during the runoff cycle where he spent, let's say, 90-minute rallies. He spent 87 minutes talking about himself and only three minutes talking about the candidates. So he was much more interested in his own political fortunes than he was the two U.S. senators, who I don't think could have done anything more short of, uh, you know, bending their knee to his throne uh, to, to appease Trump. They were doing everything he, he possibly wanted them to do and more. So it was in an untenable position, as you put it. Greg, it's it's a fascinating cycle we are entering. And uh, I happen to think that the Pennsylvania Senate race is the most exciting in the country. But I'm must I'm really intrigued by what's going to happen with with Herschel Walker. I mean, I'm, I'm not even thinking of the comments recently about evolution, but instead uh, the allegations of him having inflated the success of I guess it's a chicken distribution business and the episodes uh, of um, uh, his relationship with his spouse, the mental health angles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just a lot to process. But I guess really what matters is he's he's a Republican. Right. And for some, that'll that'll end the level of scrutiny. He's a Republican with high, high visibility in Georgia. People like me grew up hearing tales of, of course, Walker on the UGA playing field. So he's that. And he also has Trump's endorsement. So those th- all those things combined have made him the, the front runner of the Republican Senate race. And I think I think we might end up rivaling Pennsylvania as the best Senate story in the nation. Well, uh, I think I think Ohio is going to be competition for both of us. You're right. You're right. But there's Ohio, some good race. Ohio there's some good stuff for, for people who really want to pay attention to it to, uh, to to follow. I wish you all good things on your book. I'm so glad that you wrote it. It was an important year for Georgia, and I hope people will read Flipped. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Greg Bluestein, senior political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. POTUS audience, you'll love that book. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.